Welcome to OpenTheCan.zw, where we explore the humanity in Christianity. Today, in our little corner of the pulpit, we are joined by Sasha, which is spelled S-A-S-H-A. What does Sasha mean? Sasha means warrior of mankind, and I'm not really a loud person, but when need be, I will speak up and stand for what is right. So in that way, I'm some form of a warrior. Oh, I love that. And what do you, what would you say are your like specific, specific battles? So things where you say, yeah, when it comes to this, Sasha is going to fight. Um, I think when it comes to like when one is being oppressed or when one feels like they don't have a voice or I think when people like like during like a discussion and I think people feel confident in the wrong things, I will speak up mm-hmm. and actually try and correct and be like, no, guys, I don't think that's it. Yeah, I like that. I like being able to stand up for yourself. And, you know, as a warrior of mankind, it makes sense that you are going to fight for the well-being of mankind. So, you know, we love that here. We love names. We love your prophecies. So today, in our little corner of the pulpit, again, we are going to be discussing the topic, how good is God? And why we're discussing this is, and Sasha will get into this quite in a bit, but I found it so um inspirational actually that when I asked her how she got into her faith because a lot of us you know when we got into our faith it was in dark times like you literally had no alternative than to pick God so a lot of the times I'd associate God with like oh God you know he brings people out of dark situations and he does right but there's a like a risk of now limiting God and making it seem as though he only exists in spaces of the dark. So it seems as though I'm a Christian because I had no other alternative. Because to be quite honest, I know when I became Christian, it's because the was like it was just hectic, it was confusion, it was chaos. So for a long time now, I've thought that, oh, well, so if you're getting to your faith, you need to be in the pits, like in the pits. However, as Sasha will tell us right now about how she got into her faith, you see that how good is God in that? Well, you know, when Sasha says it, you'll get it. Okay, so um, I started my walk with God. I think when I really got intentional about being a Christian and going through um, my faith was in Form 3. I grew up Christian, was brought up in a Christian home. I used to go to church. But when I was really, when I made the decision to actually live for Christ intentionally this time was when I was in Form 3. So in Form 3, I went to a camp. Um, um, I was at Upper Room at that time, and I went to a camp um, combined Zimbabwe and Zambians, and we really just got into this space whereby we would pray morning, afternoon, and evening. We would just be in God's presence for a week, And being in such an environment, I then made the decision that I really want to spend the rest of my life like that. So going through that really showed me how good God was. And I really got to experience his goodness. It wasn't really because I got into like uh, a, a problem. But just experiencing that showed me that, you know, I think I really want to always be in this kind of um, presence. Um, and then afterwards, I think um, it was beginning of my lower six. Um, we used to meet up and pray in the morning each and every day. This was during the holiday. Well, my my friends and I had my friends had started way before I started going to school. But when during the holiday, I joined them, and then we we would be in that setting again 
praying in the morning for hours and then afterward afterwards would speak about our faith and speak about our experiences and just literally just talk about God and after that that's when I think that's when my faith really grew and then that's when I really got introduced into like online sermons and I really got to be in God's presence apart from being with like a community and fellowshipping, but actually being by myself and making the choice to watch a sermon um, for no reason, making the choice to read the Bible, making the choice to just pray without ceasing. So I think that's when I really got to a point whereby I, I was really intentional about my faith and yeah, about God. Mm-hmm. I think... Honestly, I, I'm still quite blown away by their testimony. Because like I said, you know, you just used to, how you know me, I was in the pits. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think a lot of us share that testimony. Like, if you share that testimony, definitely check us out at openthecan.zw on our Instagram page and our blog post, which is the period leaflet. You'll see that, like, there's a lot. Like, there's a lot of us who are in the pit. And then, you know, like, Daniel will, like, write, what must not be done? Because between me and salvation is God. Because, ah, there's really no in-between. So, yeah. And then you mentioned that you got into your faith or started the walk or, you know, just got into the relationship with God when you were 15, which is really quite young because I remember 15. Ah, yeah, no, I wasn't. Mm, yeah, that was a different time. That was a certainly different time. So when you look at the majority of what, you know, we were doing as 15-year-olds, I can't speak for everyone. I can speak for myself and say that, yeah. But how would you how would you say that experience felt? Because I feel like a lot of the time when you do get into your faith, there's this radical transformation. You're a whole different person. The things you prioritize are different. And we're in form three. Like we haven't even written earlier for yet, at at least in Zimbabwe. So what was that experience like? Yeah, I can definitely say I was lonely. I was like very lonely because I think during that time, that's when you're trying to discover yourself. Like most people are trying to discover themselves, who they are, trying to, you know, have friends, make friends and stuff. So it was very hard because for me to just change while everyone keeps going on with the way they are, is is very hard and when people don't understand you they'll just simply move away from you and I just have to you know stay strong in my faith so I think it's definitely it was definitely hard I would say it was definitely hard because I couldn't do the things that most people were doing I had to say no to most people to to things that most people were saying yes to so it was it took um myself to make a strong choice and to be in my own space to have to be okay with being alone to be okay with being just me and Jesus to be okay with um seeing other people enjoying life the way that they they enjoy it good and good yeah mm-hmm. the way that they enjoy it and I also enjoy my life in God's presence and when people look at you because they don't understand what's happening I myself also don't really understand what's going on is it's very it was very hard when it came to being around people but I think with time you 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 then get like an understanding of how you are different and you 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 get to a place whereby you're okay with being different from everyone else 
Yeah, and I think just from different the different experiences that have been shared on here, and just generally from what I know and from my own experience, you see that when you do get into your faith, you're immediately you know pushed into the wilderness where it's really just you and God because there's a lot of things that you have to engage with. There's a lot of things that you would have normalized, like you know that quote unquote fun. Where I'm like, ah, oh, God, surely it can't be that bad, right? And then you're now sitting, and I don't want to say sitting in your sin because that sounds very icky, but you're really engaging with yourself and saying that I can't continue like this, not really for I want to please God necessarily, but just like as a squeeter, you no longer see those desires as desirable thing things. And what I respect most about your testimony and more especially to, you know, the younger viewers listening, imagine me at my whole 19 years seeing the younger viewers. But you know what, to us the youth if you're in a space where you have to sacrifice yourself, you have to sacrifice your beliefs in order to fit in beyond your faith, right? Honestly, it's not worth it. It's it's, it's genuinely not something where, I mean, if you have to change yourself to fit into someone else's category, that uh, that was never your portion. Like, please. And you get to see that as you grow older, like uh, Sasha told us, and even within yourself, that God provide, God does provide, and that includes the people he wants in your life in a certain season. So sometimes it's not so much that God is saying that because you know a Christian, you must play by yourself, right? But it's so much so that it's a test of patience. Like, are you going to wait it out and see who I can provide for you? Or are you going to have these makeshift riffraff friendships that take you away from your purpose? And, you know, back to our topic. But how good is God, you know? Because you're in the space where you're thinking, ha, it's fine. I must just now play by myself, me and God. And, you know, that doesn't make any sense. Because God, when you look at the Trinity, it's a sign of eternal community. You're meant to be in community. That doesn't mean that you must just mfumanjenje everything, right? But you are meant to exist in community. So from that point of separation at 15, where others are like, ah, gee, let's go to village on a Saturday. And you're like, it's not my portion. And you're like, it's okay. Adam, it's gonna mama. She's lying. You know, whatever, whatever people think at that time. How would you say you then re-entered or re... Yeah, how would how did you get back into community, basically? Okay, Um, I think... um. It actually took some time. I can say you you reach an understanding whereby you accept the new you and you also accept what's around you. It doesn't necessarily mean that now you you don't talk to people or you avoid talking to people because you think they're different from you, no. But you get to then understand them, get to then actually um, try to, to reach out to them, try to 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 make friends in a way so that you can share each other's views so that you can tell them about Jesus as well you know evangelizing and stuff so i think um i think most people then um think if you've reached that point then you completely like separate yourself yeah for a moment yes but not um entirely and forever but there's a point you then actually realize that you need people around you so in as much as yeah now i got back to finding um friends that go with me but then god also gives you the right type of people he gives you the right friends like um at the church that i was at I got to meet um, a few friends who were actually older than me, people who were actually working, and they happened to also be my mom and sister's friends. So we then just got into, um, I can say a group of some sort, 
whereby we that's when we then began to to pray together so it's 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 quite beautiful that you you get separated and then you are um brought back into the the same environment but then you are new but then things just begin to change around you you begin to have new friends you begin to see life differently you begin to see people differently and when you see that something's not right you are able to actually speak upon it and instead of running away you're actually able to go to it and then speak God's truth to it Yeah and even getting into terminology and stuff the word holy the word holy means set apart it means to be you know to be separated to be taken away from the rest and that makes sense in as far as you know you're christian or just your relationship with god because even when you look at jesus right before he got into his ministry there was a season in which he had to be alone and confront i'm going to say his demons but like it was the literal devil so he had to confront the devil and then he got into ministry and then when you talk about and as much as you sit apart to be set apart you need to exist in spaces where you are being set apart right and in the sense where iron sharpens iron that iron needs to be used somewhere like you just can't keep getting sharpened and you see it in as much as with Jesus he was set apart when he re-entered and you guys Jesus is so scandalous look at the people that he played with because for sure he knew that he was the son of god for sure he knew i don't think he he was like you know i'm better than you guys because that doesn't sound really Jesus like but he certainly knew that i am set apart i am different i am not the same as these people we don't not these people shame but i'm not the same as my counterparts of the people existing but what he did is he penetrated himself into those communities and when you then look at how good is god right for you to be able to be the light of the world right light brightly illuminates in darkness you cannot be called the light of the world if it's if you don't exist in darkness and then when you look at just the illustration of switch on a candle in the dark the dark runs away from the light right and that's not to say people going to run away from you but it makes sense that you know maybe people don't get what you're doing but if you are the light you can't afford to run away from darkness and this is not to say please go actively seek out shoddy situations be like ah you know me me I'm the light of the don't you there that's weird right but more so knowing that me being the light of the world does have implications that there's going to be darkness around me and that's fine i am not meant to run away from darkness when you switch on a, a light it's the darkness that runs away it, with anything it's not so much that it's running away but because you've illuminated or brought light into that space it becomes better which even ties in with like things like purpose where like we've said before your purpose it may not to be a doctor or to a specific profession maybe today your purpose is to make the person at school smile maybe today your purpose is to be a friend to someone it's really about bringing light love and just being like jesus and jesus was really cool i think he was great so back to your experience you were talking about how you know at 15 you're finding yourself and you found yourself not entirely but you're not as confused as at least not as confused as I was at 15 I was pretty confused how would you say finding yourself looked like at that age specifically as a christian because there's this idea of a one dimensional christian you know she's meek i don't think i'm okay she yeah you know all of that that jazz that pizzazz and so what is has that been like for you finding finding yourself at that age and even just growing within your faith um i think um 
it really is a bit difficult when you are then reintroduced when god reintroduces you into the world and you are here christian and there are christians in the world but then obviously you won't be the same i think um society really does have you know this whole thing of being meek quiet um you know just being composed but if it it really takes um you seeking god to define you knowing yourself who you are in christ first to then understand that no i don't have to necessarily be quiet but you have to have wisdom in what you say mm-hmm. um i don't necessarily have to you know um what can i say okay so you don't really have to really look like a christian but being yourself is enough and you just have to represent christ and be more like christ but not necessarily being like a like a christian christian mm-hmm. yeah and i think a strange thing about that as well is when you have this definition of what a christian looks like a lot of the time it's nothing linked to the fruits of the spirit it's nothing biblical like oh you know she exudes patience she exudes love and you know just generally the fruits of the spirit gives it's more like ha surely she got to be a child of god and you're like mm, that's that's a bit strange look at it and why that's particularly more dangerous or at least from what i've seen is i think from my own experience i delayed coming into um my relationship with god my faith being a christian just because i didn't look like what the world was telling me a christian should look like and i figured ah oh, okay so it's not my portion right and that's so dangerous and how even with altering people and telling them for you to and telling them that for you to be a Christian you must look like A, B, C, D, it then then brings forward this idea that, well, if you look like D E F, surely you can't be a Christian. And that's really weird. Because when you look at even just the Bible, God intentionally picked people from different backgrounds and just even the people in Jesus interacted with people from different backgrounds. Why? Because God is for everyone, but there's not one um, experience or relationship you will have with God. This is why even you have the gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, those specifically, because they are talking about the same thing. But if you're like a social justice warrior, like Valerie and Sasha, you're going to love Luke. You know, Luke is about the women. He's about the poor people. He's about everyone who's left out. And yeah, Matthew, Matthew is fun. Mark is fun too. And Mark is more like, Mark is the guy you want to ask because, you know, you want to rush to work. Because Mark's gospel is the shortest because he was really like, gaga, gaga. He didn't add it there. So Mark is more like, you know, you're the herald type of guy and Luke is more like no guys listen don't do that to others so you see that even in um the even in God's word even in the uniqueness of Christians it's we are one body but we do serve different functions so if you're if your function in the body is to be a voice so that you can speak on our podcast it makes sense that you're going to be a lot more talkative than someone who's been to maybe write or someone who's been to maybe walk, right, more in ministry. And, oh, look, we are nearing the end of our discussion, which was so, so lovely. And as we come to the end, as we usually do, I'd like to get a lot more intimate with our guest today. So, Sasha, what would you say is your most favorite thing about God? Okay, I think... um it's definitely me being comfortable in his presence 
God doesn't require you to be anyone other than yourself. And the good thing is that he knows you even when you try to, you know, act like something else. So it's very, very easy to be yourself in God's presence and he's able to correct you. So even if you are wrong, in quotes, in his presence, he is able to make the wrong things right. He's able to use your weaknesses to show his glory. So it's it's really beautiful that you don't have to act all strong. You don't have to act all bold. You don't have to act all wise in his presence. But he actually looks, he wants us to come as we are. He wants that weakness. He wants to use that those things that we see as if they aren't, you know, right. Those wrong things. He wants to use them for his glory. Here we have the warrior of men, the warrior of man, telling us that you are allowed to be weak in the presence of God. I mean, who else, who else is going to convince you of that more than the warrior of man herself? Thank you so much for joining us here today at OpenTheCan.ZW. To find out more about us, check us out on our Instagram page at OpenTheCan.ZW. And just find out more of the resources we have to offer. We'd love to get to know more about God with you together. Thank you so much for being with us today, Sasha. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye.